Politicas, how's everyone doing? It is a beautiful brand new week and I am excited. I feel like my uh, my batteries are charged. I'm ready to handle shit and just take names. And it's been kind of like a, a weird time, Rita. Like it's mm-hmm. there's been there's always something going on, I feel like each week where it's just it's hard to kind of navigate superficial life. And yeah. then be like faced with like real issues that are detrimental to our lives, especially yeah. as young Latina women that it's like, we are seeing all of these, un- all of these historical events unfold. And it's kind of like, okay, yeah, we're worried about, you know, writing this essay, but at the same time, the world is falling apart. Like, <laughs> yeah. Have you but- actually, um, I'm already going on tangents <laughs> Like one minute in, but have you seen the pictures from that uh, James Webb telescope that have come out? Like- oh my gosh, that is so amazing! Yeah, yes, it's just I feel like we kind of we needed that. We needed yeah. that. We needed to be checked. That by the way, galaxy, dear Earth, you're only a speck, and there's a greater world. Out yeah. there. But it was beautiful. It was really cute, Rita. I was yeah. um, sharing those pictures with my little niece. And uh-huh. I don't know how much uh, you got to really take a look at those pictures, but some of the pictures actually look kind of like shapes. Like there was like one that looked like a little dog and then one that looked like a man on a horse. You've been really looking at them. <laughs> I've actually been... Um, avoiding the pictures like a play because I I think like a lot of people that shared it were they they said the same thing that you were saying of like you know this put things in perspective we're like so tiny but to me like the problems are so big that I I can't like my brain struggles maybe I'm on the spectrum or something but my brain struggles to have those two things you know bring any perspective to each other like I just can't I still think the problems are as big as they were before the pictures if that makes sense yeah well I think I think one of the things that we have to remind ourselves is there is such a big world out there aside from mother earth right and science is beautiful and science is real and I think based on like technology to have had to now be having clear images of you know we're light years like away like it's crazy um but obviously mother earth is in dire need of an state of emergency and the human race has been in a state of emergency now for a while so yeah. I think it's um, those we we are living in really hard times right now, Rita, where it's we're having to comprehend a lot, especially as as women, right, that we have these motherly instincts and especially as Latinos, Latinx, Latinas, we love so hard and we're so passionate and we're so community oriented that um like it's hard to detach ourselves. And I was, now I'm going to go off on another tangent. Um, I was talking to my boyfriend about um, the shooting in Texas, Uvalde. Mm -hmm. uh, And I was just telling him, I was like, 
because you know we're hearing all this new discovery and it was like a I loved I love how they called it it was like a systemic failure a systemic um issue with what happened with the police and I was telling my boyfriend I said you know I don't know why that specific shooting even like right now you yeah. I, I don't know why that shooting just makes me so emotional like yeah. I just even the word even talking about it or skimming it makes me it makes me emotional my eyes are tearing up literally as I'm talking right now and it makes me just so sad and it's it's I don't know anyone there you know not I, I I'm not you know these aren't my my family members mm-hmm. but I think as Latinos we go hard for our community and my boyfriend tells me it's because the majority of the children were uh, Latinx and that's not to say if there were black children if there were white children queer mm-hmm. children they would be any less mm-hmm. please don't don't misunderstand that but I think there's something about us as Latinos that um and as women too mm-hmm. that it's really hard to separate ourselves through these mm-hmm. things right it's really hard yeah. to, to pretend we're okay when we're really not yeah and actually that's kind of like what the black community has been going through for so long right is that compounded trauma of seeing people that look like them being murdered by institutions that are actually meant to protect them you know like the police and seeing um institutionalized racism for people of color on top of you know all the tragic um incidents that we see like with shootings so yeah it 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 adds it definitely adds another layer when it's people that you um, that you can relate to. Like when I saw the shooting of that, um, I think it was a, a spa or massage place um, mm-hmm. where it was mostly women, um, immigrant women, um, Asian American women or Asian women who were targeted in the shooting it was it was really hard too because you know women and women of color were killed and were targeted um and so that yeah I I completely agree and I I I feel you like I can I know that every time we talked about it it's been very tough for you yeah and it's you know it's one of those things where um it's like now thank you for making that connection to Rita and and connection with the black community of every time Mm -hmm. you know we see something in the news or we see police brutality and Mm -hmm. you know the black community saying please don't show the images like it's it's a lie it's it's not easy to see someone that looks like me being you know attacked so my heart goes out to the black community um but yeah it's it's been tough and I think you know there's so many different triggers and I know last week our podcast was talking about uh, Jill Biden's visit to to Texas once again Texas and um, now going into a lighthearted situation we can laugh a little bit and then have a real serious tone in a bit but talking about these spackles that just really Did you see the picture of I did tacos? see the picture they're, you know what's really different. I mean they're, the they're really unique <laughs> I, I really want to try the spackles but yeah. you know what was really crazy like you know it, it Per, you know, social media culture, of course, multiple memes, you go into the comments and people mm-hmm. are just going in. People are like, no soy un taco, soy una, una empanada. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. But I think the takeaway. Una empanada that, dulce. 
No me pena Look, Latinos, Latinx, we identify in different ways. And I think mm-hmm. Jill, I, I honestly still feel this way. Jill Biden was trying to, you know, as when you do public speaking, you try to bring it into the home crowd. And that was yeah. her, her bringing it to the home crowd of Texas that she was talking to, something yeah. that was familiar to them, to have that connection to feel like she actually knew the, the audience that she was speaking to. Yeah. And, and we had talked in our podcast last week, Rita, that we needed to see that same type of energy when we would be talking about real issues and the irony is literally i don't know if it was the next day or a few days later i think it was the day after there comes a real issue so i don't know if you want to go ahead and explain give the context to to the trigger yeah it was terrible (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah you you were just saying let's keep up this same outrage and um i believe that day that we recorded you sent me aoc's or you told me to watch aoc stories so alexandra casacortez congress member from new york had posted a video on her instagram account of um a guy that had harassed her on the steps of the capitol and that went up to her recording um kind of like to get a reaction right from her saying, oh, this is um, the, uh, she's a hot tamale. Um, look at that, the booty Latin, the Latina's booty and just talking about her body and you know, sexualizing her. Um, and he was like hot, hot, like a tamale. And um, she said that this had happened near um a capital police officer and then nothing happened there was no repercussion for this guy um there and she brought up a really good point that um it just happens it, it happened on the steps of the capital and he was allowed to do this openly allowed um and that nothing was done you know there's nothing that could have been done and it it just leaves uh, Congress members like AOC open to another similar attack and it's just really sad that 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 happened I think I'm more like I'm not sad that it happened I'm more like upset and angry that it happened because um I definitely see this with a lot of the times with Latinas that we get sexualized so much mm-hmm. for for being a Latina for our bodies for this like um fetish of thinking that we're spicy that we are you know all of these things and it's like whether you are a congresswoman or not I think all of us can have that moment where we were felt we were made uncomfortable because of a man sexualizing our culture our roots our essence and that to me is like why why aren't more people talking about this? Like, why are we not upset? Like, this is literally every woman that takes up space in the boardroom at work, a teacher, um, scooping the ice cream at your first job, Mm -hmm. going to the gym, going to school. Like we Mm -hmm. have all as Latinas have been susceptible to this toxic macho culture. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why are not, or why, why did this, why did this not hit social media the way that this, 
stupid taco <laughs> thing was like the irony of it here's literally two situations that literally happen back to back and why is there more of an outcry about stupid tacos than us uh, not being upset enough that our women are not being safe like yeah that, that is so frustrating to me yeah because both um both examples uh use language right and it was language mm -hmm. Um, coming both from uh, white people and but both of them you could tell one of them didn't have a bad intention like with Jill Biden and the San Antonio tacos comment but the comments towards AOC they had really bad intention for sure it was meant to intimidate her it was meant to make her feel uncomfortable to um, ridicule her body to make comments about her body to you know it's just meant to intimidate the person that's receiving it um if not if not it is making a joke of someone else and um using their heritage um to make comments um that are so disgusting so and yeah like you said we did not see the same reaction from the same people that were outraged about the san antonio tacos comment and it I didn't see it from Latinos that have made a comment about Joe Biden. I didn't see it from the media. Like you can Google both, um, what, however you want to Google both incidents and you will not see the same coverage. And that that's coming not just from um, the American culture, like American media, but also from our own culture, right? Our own um our own people that are just so used to it and are so easy to dismiss. And let's also recognize that there was an outrage from the people that said, received the message of the San Antonio tacos that said, Hey, you are talking about me and I don't, I don't like this, but what about all the young Latinas that are, you know, trying to break through spaces that they just haven't been in before, you know? I guess our voices are just not as strong or not important. Like what, what message yeah. does this send? I think it just comes to show Rita that as, as women of color, we're just, the standards are different for us. Right. I, I kind of mm. wonder if AOC was another Congresswoman, right. Yeah. If, if she was blonde and blue eyed, like the, would the treatment been different. And I mm -hmm. think that's what makes me, concerned is like literally as you're as I'm seeing this story on AOC's Instagram and she actually like plays like it must have been going on for a bit because that guy was out there for a while yeah and this is the part that upsets me whether it was Capitol Police or it wasn't Capitol Police first of all if police is there I would like to feel like they're there to make people feel safe or make <laughs> at least correct situations here's a situation mm -hmm. where neither of those two things happened yeah and I don't care if you're a man in uniform if you're wearing the uniform I I hold men to a degree where it's like if you want to hold on to that masculine side then protect the women mm -hmm. I don't know if the Capitol Police man heard I think he might have been able to catch something that was inappropriate I mean the guy was yelling at AOC mm -hmm. so I want to assume that he did hear that at the very minimum he should have at least said 
Don't talk to her that way. Not because she's a congresswoman. Yeah. Not because she's vice president. Not because she's the president. Not because she's the CEO. Not because you know she's she's a woman of of a title. No, because she's a freaking human being. Like, yeah. Stop, stop putting titles on people. And even when you put a title on a woman of color, for example, AOC, who is a congresswoman, this is the type of shit that she has to put up to, uh, put up with, making her way into work. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Here's here's a congresswoman being treated this way. Like, yeah, that is so stupid. Like, it just. It makes me, it makes me upset. It makes me frustrated. It makes me sad that because I don't want my little niece to go through this. I don't want any young girl to go through this and especially navigating, um, women, strong women who have a voice. We often get dumbed down because people will sexualize us. And I think Mm -hmm. that's also the other point that I want to make is that how many times do we really praise women for their voice, for their mind, for their intelligence versus making it about her appearance? Oh, she's pretty. Oh, she's got a great body. Mm-hmm. Um, in today's world where women are being sexualized because of social media and that young girls feel like they have to have a big boobs, big butt and all of these things, it doesn't help this culture. And that's what makes me upset with that why are we not talking about these things? I'm sure mm-hmm. if we were to have an open mic night where we openly talked about these things as Latinas yeah. and hearing some of these stories of when and where we were sexualized and by who, I'm sure people would be like, we would all be in agreement that we have all been there, done that at some moment. Yeah, I, I, to me, the, the part that bothered me the most was the point that AOC brought up which was that as an institution, Congress, like the Capitol, is just not ready to deal with these type of, this type of behavior. Because, you know, we know that from reporting that um, and NBC News reached out to Capitol Police to get a comment on what had happened. And they said that uh, there was a video, they re- they recognized there was a video of a man that was recording himself making crude comments to a member of Congress. Uh, they said the comments, although inappropriate, are not criminal. So this is telling us the law allows uh, people to harass other people. Um, and that's just, that's just like, that's just what we have allowed. That's what's allowed in our society and legally. Um, with no repercussion so anyone can harass someone else the other one the other thing that they said is that in the video the men never threatened or touched the congresswoman out of an abundance of caution our officers stopped the man and ran his information which did not show any warrants so why did they have to put in that sentence in between of in the video the man never threatened or touched the congresswoman like that, that's they they are waiting for a threat to be made right. or for the situation to escalate. So if a woman comes and says, "I'm being harassed verbally," there's nothing that we can do. Come back when they hit you. Come right. back when they rape you. Come right. back when they uh, push you. You know, come back when you're physically attacked. And right. that's just 
that's just where we are at at this point. That's where we where we are as a society. There's nothing like not a fine, not a you you step out of the grounds. Nothing. It's just we cannot do anything. You were not touched, and you were not. Um, and they said that she was not threatened, but that is also a just a show of how we interpret law because when you have someone that is recording you and you are an elected official and you are a young woman of color and uh, in this case a guy comes and says all of those things trying to get a reaction there is a threat there Mm -hmm. like what there is a power play there and you are putting a situation where you just have to take it you know, how many elected officials, how many female elected officials have I seen in our county taking on similar type of harassment where someone, taking names, are just relentlessly harassing someone, saying names, insulting them, sexualizing them, telling them uh, what positions they want to see the female elected officials and nothing can be done. Absolutely nothing. And I think it just comes to show too, Rita, that I think if the ways that we can be an ally to women of color, to women, uh, to situations uh, above and beyond, right, sexual harassment, we need to step in. I would have loved to have seen that Capitol Police say, hey, you can't talk to her that way. At least like, mm-hmm. hey, that's, you can't do that. You know, like, mm-hmm. no, um, because it perpetuates this toxic masculine culture. And mm-hmm. it's not, it's not give it's not a man giving you a compliment it's not it's not a man upping your confidence like that's not that's that wasn't the the perk here right Mm. uh the issue is this is why women don't bring up things in their workspace this is why the me too movement Mm. was so powerful is that this is how toxic behavior and unsafe spaces get perpetuated because nothing is done until something real quote-unquote real yeah happens and even then you if she didn't have this recording or if something else happened and she didn't have a recording chances are that it would have been his word against hers and there's so much hate out there for people like AOC that chances are that a lot of people would not have believed her she wouldn't even probably brought it forward because of how little how people were just not going to believe her because that's where we are. And, you know, there is definitely a response that every person needs to have, but I really would like to also see institutions taking ownership of, look, I completely understand. It's hundred percent true that currently we cannot deal with those type of situations. We are taking actions to evaluate what can we do in the future. If a similar uh, situation happens in front of Capitol police and what does the Capitol police, what right. kind of options do they have for, when it happens next time and we're going to include that in our training like that's the institution yeah. we need to we, we need to make sure that if anyone that's listening has any powers any part of any board any organization nonprofit, private business whatever and you see a similar situation where a woman of color young women women minority anyone really is being harassed, anyone, any person is being harassed, that you make sure that your institution, if it's not in a place where they can take action immediately, that they can get to a place where they can take action. Because believe me, that the layers add up. One thing is to be a woman 
or a minority. Another thing is to be a woman of color. And another thing is to be a young woman of color. And the treatment that you get from people that hold up the patriarchy, people that have those uh, type of behaviors, the chauvinist behavior, those machos, they will have a different treatment if you are a woman, if you're an older woman or a younger woman, if you're a woman of color, even and if you are- Especially if you're an outspoken woman, like AOC yes. is, right? So like outspoken AOC. Or, or not, or if you're mm-hmm. just like timid, or if you are a young woman, a young woman of color and as outspoken young women of color, all of those things add up. And you can tell her frustration at that moment that she just had to take it. And like you said, she was harassed at her job, like walking into her job. Just imagine yourself walking into her, your job and someone harassing you that way and grabbing, getting it on video just to share it out and make fun of you afterwards, because, you know, that's going to happen. Yeah. And I think that's that's really hard with that as as a woman, because even at the end of the day, we see, you know, we hold AOC into this high standard of her being powerful and confidence and owning her space. Yet you still see have these moments where you see her struggling. And I really appreciate her mm-hmm. have sharing this because this is why I'm such a huge advocate for advocate for women of color taking up space where important decisions are made is because here she is as a congresswoman sharing her experience. She's mm-hmm. owning that moment to say, look, this is what I went through. This is what I go through. This is how it's being handled. And for her to have used her platform to share her story, right? Not, not allowing media to, to navigate her voice or allowing others. No, she's like bringing it. And I felt very touched by that, Lita, because it's like, it's like I said, it's things that we have gone through, you know, um, and I am saying no, like, absolutely not. If I see a woman or just in general situation, like this is why my sister doesn't like to go out with me because I will, <laughs> you know, like I just, I just can't. Your sister my- doesn't like going out with you. No, she's like, oh my God, yes, Tanya. Like I'm the type of person that if I see a brown person pulled over, I would pull over and tell them in Spanish, estas bien, estas ayuda, like, are they treating you okay? Like yeah. that, you will see me in Paso do that. So just be aware. Um, same with my husband, honestly. He's like, can you just like wear something that is not um, political or has a statement? I'm currently wearing a, a t-shirt that says whatever. And <laughs> he's like, but can I you just like be like, can you just not make a statement anywhere in any way? <laughs> I mean, that's what I mean. Like we're community oriented, right? Like unfortunately, <laughs> we don't get no days off. Unfortunately, we have no days off and that's what it's going to take, right? Because I think that's what I worry too, Rita, is that you will see vulnerable people, vulnerable people that don't speak the language, vulnerable people that don't, won't speak up, that may not be confident enough to say, you know, that I'm not okay with that. Uh, But if, if, if we're able to be that support system for them and, and grasp that moment to step in and be like, I'm here for you, like, why not do it? Like, why yeah. not? Like, how many times do we have to be uncomfortable? Um, why can't they feel uncomfortable, right? Like, why can't they be called out on their shit? Like, why do we have to tiptoe around yeah. people and um, move, move literally as like, I've noticed this too, like literally when I'm shopping or just people watch, like people will expect people of color to accommodate them, to move out of the way for them. 
And, and it happened, like, I was literally like, and it's, I, I've like literally had this epiphany. I was, we were sitting, um, in Santa Barbara at a restaurant, this little like mom and pop restaurant. And my mom was sitting down. We had just gotten our food. Um, the people we were all kind of seated on a bench and there was this woman in the middle, instead of her asking her white counterparts to get up that were almost done and getting ready to leave, she asked my mother to get up. Mm. And I told my mom, no, don't get up. And it's, it's stuff like that where it's like, to someone it might be like, I may be reading too much into it. No. But I think you you start getting levels of awakeness yeah. where you yeah. start really picking up yeah. on the microaggressions of things. Yeah. And it's like, I am, I am not my daughter's mother. Like yeah. I am not gonna get up to accommodate you like you can ask them to scoot over yeah, yeah. and I have told people too that once you start seeing once you experience racism or discrimination of any type it's just like a muscle that at some point you're just so good at it that you just pick it up and I've mm-hmm. had conversations with people that are like in a new environment and they're getting those type of aggressions that they didn't used to get in a different environment that was just maybe more open and more welcoming. And um, I'm like, oh, no, that person's doing it because of this. Like, I can see it. Like, it's kind of like a book, right, that someone has written and mm-hmm. they you just see it happening in front of your eyes when once you are able to recognize those microaggressions and some and some of them are legit aggressions. So, yeah, uh, something like with AOC, um, we have to find ways to speak up and stand up to it. She actually put out a um, survey or kind of like a poll or question thing through Instagram stories where she asked, um, she asked if all the men that were following her could say um, if they had experienced something similar, what they would do in a situation like that. Like if they were the men that were witnessing this, what, what do they usually do? Is it hard for them? Um, what's, what's going on? And a lot of men answered and they said that it's actually really hard for them. Even like good, you could tell in the language that were people that were very thoughtful um, men that were just like, I've been in situations like that. And I've learned to say, hey, that's not cool. Or um, don't do that, you know, to call it out. But even in their language, it seems like it's just very passive. And a lot of men said that they were just very uncomfortable and they really didn't know how to handle situations like that. Because if they say something, they would be perceived as, as less or or maybe you like that person, that's why you're defending them. And it's just been such a, you know, toxic culture for so long that it's even uncomfortable mm-hmm. for them. And they, some of them are trying to unlearn those behaviors and, and, you know, learn how to respond when they just didn't used to. And I think too, I think sometimes maybe for men, it is hard for them to understand that like for, for us as women, even us just existing um, makes people uncomfortable, right? Like our bodies obviously make people uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to the point where they feel like we need to be censored or, you know, controlled yeah. or, yeah. um, and so, you know, that's, that's the thing about, I think with men is that 
you know, like how many times like that, like, have you walked down the street, you know, maybe like wearing, you just, you know, maybe you did your hair a little extra wearing a nice dress or you just, you know, or like not even sometimes and, and a man will make a comment, you know, and then you're not. Oh, I've been for- slapped on my butt when That's wearing a, uh, a skirt and I've slapped the person back like I was that person if you're gonna yeah. touch me I'm gonna touch you um right, right. <laughs> That's not what everyone does. And they do it because not everyone's going to have a reaction. They think that they can do it. Right. And that's the thing as, as men, that these are the things that as women, we have to go through just for being a woman, right. Just from existing, yeah. whether yeah. you are a trans woman, yeah. um, you know, whatever, whatever may be, they like, yeah. these are the things that we have to go through just for the mere fact of existing. And I think uh, dear um, men, uh hombres this is an invitation for you to please yeah. step up please speak up like yeah i think and if, women- if you're a man and you're thinking well not all men i'm sorry but so many men that we that we can't say not all men ourselves like it's just been so many men that we just have to say men in general yeah or even be that um I mean, not that women need saving. That's not also what I'm doing. But I think also too, when something like that happens, you feel violated. So it does, it does take you uh, aback, right? To be like, oh my gosh. Um, and even as a man, if you don't, if you don't know how to handle those situations, you can just straight up ask the dude. Like, yeah. did she ask? Are you okay with that? Like, are you okay with him talking to you that way? And I'm sure, like, a woman will be like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just the fact of accountability and just other toxic men being known for them to know like even if a woman doesn't in that moment like punch you in the face maybe a man will punch you in the face using their words right checking you to be like dude that's not okay yeah exactly and it could be as simple as dude it's not that's not okay that's not cool um you know there's a study there was a study in 2018 that said that 81 percent of men of women um, in the U.S. had reported that they felt that at some point in their life they were sexually harassed 81 percent of women and um, that's compared to 43 percent of men so that's a big difference Um, and when you really look into differences between gender uh, but also race and age it it just gets worse Um, and yeah, there was a Me Too movement. There was a lot of you know awakening, but there was also a lot of pushback, you know, like with anything. And men that would say, "Well, I just don't know where to draw the line. Where's the line?" And it's like <laughs> you should not receive a line to know what um, what's the limit to someone. Don't just don't just opt out of that even possibility of behavior, you know. Right. So dear men, this is an invitation for you to look within and ask yourselves, have I ever treated a woman this way? Um, Was it okay to treat a woman this way? How do the women in my life feel? Have that conversation with the women in your life. We will all greatly appreciate it for Mm -hmm. you asking. And if you do see a situation like that, just straight up ask like, Hey, is she okay with you talking to that way? talking to her that way do you even know her chances are we don't even know this guy so it's just an opportunity uh, to have those uncomfortable conversations and to be one step closer to um, dismantling this toxic machismo locker room boy talk that is uh, 
110% unacceptable. Yeah. And um, something to think about too, from that experience that I see had was that, you know, the, the, the guy was asking her, wow, like, look at the dress. Look how, how you, your body looks so sexy in that dress. And it's like, kind of an intimidation to what you can wear at your workplace or what you can wear outside on the streets. And, you know, there's so much policing of uh, women's clothing when it's actually not us that is inciting or asking for anything. We just want to dress whatever way we want to. And it's just happening everywhere. It's happening even at schools. Like, I don't know if you remember, but there were like yearbooks where, principals and teachers were not allowing girls to wear certain type of things like they would photoshop a, a tiny cleavage that they would find oh, yeah. or they would not allow like tops or they couldn't show their shoulders and it's like this is not a this continues being a women's issue when it's not a women's issue let's be clear here it's everybody else's sexualized women even when they're just freaking sitting in front of a camera for their yearbook picture you know and we're seeing the exact same thing translate because it's the exact same behavior from very close to the same circle of people that continue talking about how we can't even say gay we can't even talk about lgbtq uh, people and or schools to kids because these are the same people that sexualize absolutely everything thinking that a book that has Two women holding hands is too sexual for an eight-year-old to read. When do it, the only person that's sexualizing anything here is you, not even your kids. Your kids just see two people holding hands. Right. And thank you for making that point too, Rita, because I think oftentimes when you see people upset with um the queer community, we're always trying to make it into like this pedophilia situation. Mm -hmm. Well, here's here's a heterosexual heterosexual on heterosexual crime here okay <laughs> let's talk about that yeah um yeah. here is a heterosexual man yeah. sexualizing a heterosexual woman so yeah. why no like this this is the thing and and please have those conversations with your young girls so that they can learn how to navigate this because i think yeah. that's the part that makes me upset too rita us as Latina women, we're naturally curvy. That's in our DNA. Those are our genes. So we have curves we put on a dress, places depending on right where we are. When we put on a dress, <laughs> we can't help if the the dress is hugging our bodies, right? Like a lot, I'm sure a lot of clothes is not even made for our body types. So we have to do oh, what we got to do. Facts. Um, but. <laughs> But that's just who we are. Like, it's not me asking for it. It's not me you, you looking at my body. Like, if you can't control yourself, that's on you. You're being a pervert. Yeah. Right? So yeah. have those conversations. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's really unfortunate, Rita. But it it's also something that is very relatable. Yeah, very relatable. And you can see how these topics are connected. Because one more time, we're talking about what kind of... Um, mentality what kind of uh, rational we have to put in as women for you know how we process this when really we should be spending the time talking about how why men why why do men feel this way why why do they need to sexualize this sexualize us why do they feel the need to um uh cover us you know cover us up like this same culture continues to um, as the oppressor continues to put the work on the victims, you know, the people that are being oppressed. So 
I know it can be seen as like, oh, it was just a guy making a comment uh, to AOC and, you know, she's a public official, so she needs to take it. No, that same behavior translates to other topics. And once we allow that behavior, then that's just at the bar that we're setting. So we need to make yeah. sure that we're not, we're setting the bar where it needs to be set, I guess. Yeah. Set the bar to protect women. Set the bar to... Okay call out toxic behavior set the bar to- let's no let's set the bar to having good behavior like that's where the bar is i don't even we shouldn't even like right now yes we're telling people if you see it call it out but why why don't you just call out behavior that is not its best you know just question like even if you don't want to confront someone just ask why what do you mean uh how come and right. people will figure out as they start realizing how much of an idiot they are. Right. All right, yeah. people, we all have some homework to do. Yeah, like always. Yeah. We'll send people with homework here. <laughs> well, before we wrap things up, I like to end things on a positive note. Uh, Rita, what are you thankful for? Uh, I'm thankful for coffee. This week, man, Monday kicked my butt today. So tired. But um, yeah, I'm thankful for coffee. Um, what are you thankful for? <laughs> I'm thankful for friends and family. Um, uh, this weekend, I got to spend time with friends and family. And it just, I think in the midst of all the craziness, it's like, I'm thankful to have people that we celebrate each other. We love each other. Um, people that have been in my life for years and <clears throat> I have like something in my throat. Um, <laughs> I'm like, is it COVID? <laughs> <laughs> I've been like thinking about that because COVID cases have been going up. I'm like, I've seen people mask up and I'm like, oh my God, it's out there. It's still um, out there. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm just thankful. <laughs> I still can't help it to look at people funny whenever they're coughing. I'm like, oh, stay away. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Um, how's what what big do you have any big plans for this week? For this week, um, I think just taking it easy. I've been being very cautious with my time and energy. Mm. I've been very selective and just I'm in I call this season the season of pruning. Mm. um I'll, I'll tie it to the wine region as you guys know mm. after the fruits after the grape gives fruit so you need to prune back and mm. even when the when the grapes are growing and it has all this amazing fruit hanging from it you still need to cut back or else it's going to ruin the rest of the fruit mm. because it's not going to allow for oxygen or it can allow yeah. for virus to grow within the vines yeah. and within the fruit so I call this season my pruning season uh-huh. Um, so I'm reevaluating projects I'm reevaluating relationships I'm reevaluating mm-hmm. my time and energy into things and kind of getting myself set up for my next evolution of my next phase of life mm, wow look at that look at that yes, yes. Um, I'm over here looking forward to the midstay fair are you going to the midstay fair it's of course this of course <laughs> I grew up in Paso, so it's a tradition. Yeah, really a lot excited. of people from all over the country in California. Oh, yeah, the it's the biggest fair. little fair anywhere. People love this fair. And then I get to go see the Tigres del Norte. I'm taking my dad to the concert. So oh, I'm really? Excited. When are they coming? Um, Not this Wednesday, but the next. Uh, I think Centena is coming, too. I might be going to yeah. that. 
Yeah, so it's exciting. Yeah, the fair is a big deal. Get a corn dog, grab a churro, get the funnel cake, get the garlic fries, whatever floats your boat, the turkey leg, whatever it may be. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite? Um, what is my favorite? You know, the cinnamon rolls are like oh black. yes. So yeah, actually, this La County Democratic Party is gonna have a booth, and we're gonna be on that same aisle as the cinnamon rolls. Ooh. Next yeah. to the charging station. So we are, I think we're going to get a lot of traffic there. Yeah. The cinnamon rolls are amazing. Yeah, definitely cinnamon rolls. Uh, I've seen lines and lines and lines for the cinnamon roll. Yeah. And then you just, I, I like mine just the traditional way with the cream cheese frosting. Yeah. But they'll, they'll do like the, um, like the apples with the cinnamon, yeah. strawberry, cherry, and Oh, yeah. yeah, my mouth is watering right now. <laughs> well, uh, then we might, I might see you there. I'll message yeah. you once I go. Yeah, 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 definitely. We'll have to hang out. Yay. Okay. Well, then I'll see you at the Midstate Fair and uh, we'll talk next week, hopefully. All right. Yeah. All right, chicas. Cuídense. Bye. Bye. Bye.